Hi, you're about to get smarter in just a few minutes with Curiosity Daily from Curiosity.com. I'm Cody Goff. And I'm Ashley Hamer. Today, you'll learn about a kind of curiosity we can't resist, even when it makes us feel bad. How researchers created the first ever entanglement-based quantum network and how one of Rome's oldest monuments is still in use today. Let's satisfy some curiosity. Have you ever looked at airfare prices after you already bought your ticket? Or looked up an X on social media just to see how life would be if you had stayed together? Well, finding out what might have been often leads to pain and regret, but it can be hard to resist. And now a new study published in Psychological Science shows just how common that need really is. Researchers call the desire to find out what could have been counterfactual curiosity. We come to a fork in the road and we have to go down one path or the other. And we're often curious to know what life would have been like if we had chosen the other path instead. That's what researchers wanted to look into for this study. How much sadness and regret were people willing to experience to know what might have been? On a series of six experiments, participants saw a computer animation of a balloon that they had to pump with air. The more they inflated the balloon, the more money they got as a reward. But if they pumped the balloon past its randomly assigned safe limit and it popped, they got no money at all. After the task, participants could choose to find out how much more they could have pumped the balloon and how much more money they could have won by doing that. The researchers focused their analysis on trials where the balloon didn't pop, so the participants could have earned more money than they did. As you might expect, the participants experienced regret after finding out how much more they could have made. They felt significantly worse after getting the information and the greater the missed opportunity, the worse they felt. Well, despite that cost, people wanted to know what could have been in 46% of the cases where they could have earned more. In a replication study that had participants play just one time, that number jumped to 71%. In some studies, people even paid to find out how much more money they could have earned. Counterfactual curiosity is almost irresistible. We want to know even if we know it'll cause us pain. This computer-animated balloon test might not exactly translate into real-world regrets, but at least what we can take away from this study is that our FOMO and the bad feelings we get after learning what could have been are natural, normal, and pretty unavoidable. Imagine an internet with unhackable security, complete privacy, and speeds over 100 million times faster than they are now. That's the potential reality of a quantum internet. And thanks to a team from the Delft University of Technology in the Netherlands, we're one step closer to that reality. This team recently announced that they've created the first three-node network of quantum devices. Don't worry, I'll break it down for you. So quantum devices have a unique way to store and process information based on the behavior quirks of tiny particles. That makes them much faster than the computers we use now. See, classical computers store information in bits, each of which can be either a zero or a one. But quantum computers can store much more information. That's because they use quantum bits, or qubits, where the zeros and ones are superimposed. Because of that, a quantum computer is also way faster. 
It can make calculations simultaneously instead of one by one. Connections between qubits also take advantage of quantum phenomena. Two qubits can be entangled and form a link with one another, which creates a way to send information quickly across great distances. Several research teams have created these two-node or two-device quantum connections. But for a network to scale, even to include a handful of devices, direct one-to-one connections are not enough. For any network like the internet as we know it now, you need intermediate nodes that act like routers. Network middlemen, if you will. That's what this new research is all about. It's the first time that three nodes were connected in a network using entanglement. To achieve this breakthrough, the researchers created a synthetic diamond crystal with a specific flaw. In the diamond, one carbon atom of the crystal was replaced with a nitrogen atom. That was the key to creating quantum entanglement between the particles. The researchers could force the nitrogen atom to emit an entangled photon that would travel to a new quantum device and entangle it to this second node. Then this connection could be stored while the same type of connection between the second and third node was made. Finally, the three nodes were all connected together. The experiment showed that quantum bits could be both stored and processed in a three-node network with a protocol similar to the internet protocols we use now. As promising as this research is, there's still a lot of work to do. Quantum devices are more fragile than classical computers, and so building them relies on new advanced materials. Still, the work represents an important step in the very exciting future of quantum computing. One of Rome's oldest monuments is known as the Cloaca Maxima. As you might guess by the name, it's not as romantic as the Acropolis, and it's certainly not as legendary as the Colosseum. This engineering marvel is several centuries older than both of those monuments, but it's also smellier by far. The Cloaca Maxima, which translates to Great Sewer, is Rome's ancient sewer system. It predates the empire itself, and yet... It's still in use today. Archaeologists date the Cloaca Maxima to about 600 BCE, meaning it was around for roughly six centuries before Julius Caesar declared himself emperor. The central 100-meter-long pipeline dates back to the fifth king of Rome, Lucius Tarquinius Priscus. Its original purpose was not to flush out the ancient Romans' latrines, but to drain the nearby swamps. But the open-air channel that Tarquinius had constructed was only the beginning of the Cloaca Maxima's history. 300 years after the original project, the Cloaca's open drain was covered and the flow was connected to the Roman citizens' latrines and baths. Then, under Julius's grand-nephew Augustus Caesar in the 1st century CE, the sewer system was thoroughly scrubbed and expanded to include the flow of no less than 11 aqueducts. This was a mightily impressive feat, and although the flow has slowed to a trickle today, it does continue to flow. Now, not all is well in this ancient sewage system. In the early 20th century, modern building projects were connected to the cloaca, and the system was put to use for drainage once again, despite the fact that it still hadn't been fully mapped. As it turns out, that could have been bad news for the sewers. So in 2012, a local archaeological authority commissioned an investigation of the Cloaca Maxima's infrastructure. 
What they found was not hardening. Blockages and structural damage could lead to a collapse, which could cause irreparable damage to the structure, or worse, a backup of floodwaters that would put lives at risk. Repairs have begun, but until they've been completed, I wouldn't recommend any urban spelunking in the historic tunnels. All right, well, let's recap what we learned today. Starting with the fact that counterfactual curiosity, or the urge to know what might have been, is almost irresistible. Feelings of FOMO are natural and normal, so don't be too hard on yourself when you realize you're scrolling through your ex's Instagram selfies or refreshing your browser to see how many millions of dollars you don't have because you didn't buy Dogecoin a year ago. Too soon, Ashley. (laughs) Too soon. Why don't I have so many millions of dollars? (laughs) What have I done? You ran an informal poll on this, I saw. I did on HiHo. And a lot of people were saying that, no, they wouldn't they wouldn't pay to to know what might have been. That's awful. Uh, one person said that they would pay exactly as much money as they had on their deathbed so that they could know how life could have been different right before they die, which I, I feel like I like that answer the best. That's a good answer. Yeah. I had to fight this tendency after we closed on our house because there's this habit of scanning for all the new houses that your realtor sends you every day and seeing what's on the market. And it's like, once you put in that offer, stop looking because the worst thing that could happen is FOMO. I think there's no, it can't end well. How could that end well? It just couldn't end well. Yeah, that's right. We also learned that researchers have created the first three node network of quantum devices. This is one of those things that's both an incremental improvement and a major breakthrough all at the same time. You know, I mean, we only, quote unquote, went from two nodes to three, but this is still a huge step that shows we can store and process quantum bits in a network with similar protocols to the internet protocols we use now. And we learned that one of Rome's oldest monuments is a sewer. The Cloaca Maxima is one of the oldest sewer systems in the world, built around six centuries before Julius Caesar's reign. It was originally built to drain nearby swamps, and then it became an actual sewer. And it's still in use today, but, you know, it's gone down to a trickle. So use is a little technical. And it's currently undergoing some repairs after, you know, 2,600 years. They sure don't build them like they used to. Fun fact, the Cloaca Maxima had its own goddess presiding over it. Cloacina, the cleanser. That's not a joke. That's real. Cool. Those Romans thought of everything. I mean, it's also worth mentioning that this is where we get the word cloaca for the uh, business end of birds and lizards. They have one opening that does everything they need. They poop and they pee and they reproduce from this one opening. And it's called the cloaca. And that's because it is Latin for sewer. Lovely. From the Latin verb cluo to cleanse. Oh, well, that's nice. It has a, a much dirtier connotation in my brain, but it's a nice, nice that it's from cleanse. Today's writers were Kelsey Donk, Brianna Brownell, and Ruben Westmus. Our managing editor is Ashley Hamer. Our producer and audio editor is Cody Goff. Block your ex on social media so you're not tempted to check out their pics. It was their loss when you broke up anyway. Then join us again tomorrow to learn something new in just a few minutes. And until then, stay curious. Stay curious.